Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Sanjana Reddy. Sanjana, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. All right. Well, so hi, everyone. It's great to be here. And Timothy, thank you for your time. Uh, A little bit about me is I'm a college student, uh, actually finished up college, but not with a formal graduation yet, because I still have this one credit class that's holding me back, but we're still pushing through. Um, And, you know, just networking, learning more as much as I can, and just really understanding about what it's like to be a real estate entrepreneur and just an entrepreneur in general. And a little bit about me, some fun things I like to do is I love to read, love to work out. Those are the things that really help in terms of clearing my mind if I'm having a hard day or just if I feel like I'm not being as productive, just kind of find like those are the two things that really make me feel calm and kind of help me reprioritize my schedule and goals and things like that. Absolutely. I love that. And reading and working out, those are two very good habits to have. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about, so I know you're finishing up college. Tell us a little bit about your plans afterwards, what you're planning on doing. Right. Um, well, my goal is to obviously enter real estate and hopefully have my own venture in the future. But right now I'm really just trying to see what suits me. And by that, I'm trying to figure out which part of real estate that I want to get into, right? There's so many things, whether it's um, multifamily or, um, you know, commercial, obviously there's commercial real estate, but there's so many different asset classes in that, right? So just really thinking about what I want to do, what I want to learn and kind of perfecting some of those skills, right? Because knowing me and who I am, I, and my background, like I didn't have that business uh, background. So I was like, okay, what can I do to start learning and start getting involved? And really for me, it was joining courses, reading books. So I found the two things that I'm really interested in, which is underwriting and capital raising. And that's something I am looking forward to get involved in. And it's been a challenge, but it's been like a good challenge, you know, something that keeps you, keeps you motivated and keeps you wanting to keep going, right? Like it doesn't, like nothing can stop you. So that's, that's my path right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So real estate entrepreneur, you want to get into underwriting and capital raising specifically something (laughs) um, commercial slash multifamily, but you don't know which asset class as of yet. Yeah. Hopefully multifamily, but then again, I'm not too picky, but just trying to see whatever fits me. I just want to like learn those two important skills. That's what I think is really important. So I feel like once I learn those, once I understand the gist of it, get some, you know, deals done and working with people, I think maybe I'll know exactly what I want to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if we're being honest, nobody ever knows exactly what they want to do. So (laughs) that's so true. (laughs) Always that next step. Tell us a little bit more about your motivation in life. What gets you up and keeps you going? For me, I would say, I just think the fact that I want to create something, 
And I think that's what really intrigues me because I see all these entrepreneurs and they've created something, whether it is finding a, a solution to problems that people face. And for me, that's what I want to do. And every day I wake up thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I want to create something. I want to make someone's life easier. And that motivation is what you know, makes me get up at like the crack of dawn and, you know, start thinking about ways to help people. And just really that, that is my ultimate motivation to create and help others, people, other people create what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals. Now tell us a little bit about your vision for your life and, you know, some of the things you want to do along the way. Well, um, for me, one big dream that I've always had, something that I've always wanted to do is have my own foundation for um, endometriosis because my mother had that problem. And for me, my, my mom is super, super, super important. And to have found out that she had gone through a problem like that really like upset me. And I want to start a foundation that's really you know, kind of geared towards helping people like that in third world countries or in underdeveloped or developing countries, because I think women's health is extremely important. Being a woman myself, I, I want to see other people, other women do well, obviously. And so that's why, like, that's my inspiration to, to start a foundation that helps people. And I would say that's, that's one of the things. Um, and other than that, you know, obviously, um, helping other people, you know, whether it's coaching or mentoring young professionals out there who want to go down this entrepreneurial path. I think being a voice for them, being guiding them is extremely important. And that's also something I want to do as well. So really, I think my whole life is just so involved around helping people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And tell us a little bit about endometriosis for those of us who don't know. So endometriosis is a, uh, it's kind of like a, I'm not going to go into the scientific part of it because it can be a little like a little uncomfortable, but um, it's just basically a problem that affects a lot of uh, at least, I think one third of the population, at least in India, I know that, but it, it affects a lot of women out there and really just makes, uh, you know, like periods and, you know, just things like that, having a baby and just really the whole like the whole uh, reproductive system just is all, it goes crazy. Right. And that problem, it, it affects a lot of women and, you know, just like, just hearing people like their stories and the fact that like how much, like, I know some people who, who have that problem and they just, you know, their life can be so hard for them. Like they can't even do their regular jobs or, or just like it causes them so much pain and just understanding that just made me feel like, wow, there's not much education or not that much help about endometri endometriosis, which is, you know, a, a big thing. And cause it can, it causes a lot of problems. Like it, it affects, uh, you know, people who, um, especially women who want to have children, they, some people can't have it because of this problem. And it's something that a lot of people aren't aware about. I think bringing importance to that, you know, that, issue is that or that health problem is extremely important and um yeah I just when I started researching about it and how much harm it is or how much harm it causes to people it's like okay I think people need to be aware and there needs to be like there has to be some so, uh, some form of solution for this so um that's yeah that's a little bit about it <laughs> gotcha 
yeah, I love that you have a heart for that and that you are going after helping people who are really struggling with that, especially if it affects so much of the population. Tell us a little bit more about uh, some real estate goals that you have for this year. How many deals do you want to underwrite? How much capital do you want to raise? Or do you want to close a deal by the end of the year? Tell us some about that. Sure. Um, in terms of real estate, um, I would like to, my big goal is to raise 500K in capital. And that, you know, getting on calls with uh, professionals or just potential in- investors, um, it, it's a challenge because it's not like, you know, for someone like me, it's like, hey, will you give me 50,000? Like, no, like, I don't know who you are. So I think really building up that that track record is extremely important. So, and explaining to people that, hey, I'm trustworthy, um, I can do this, that I'm not just some young kid out there looking to just jump into it, like I know what I'm doing. And so really proving that I think is one goal first, and then that itself leads into my goal of raising 500K in capital. And then um, after that, I want to partner up with another firm and uh, have a deal done that way because uh, I think real estate is all about teamwork. And for someone of where I am, at least in my career, I think partnering up with someone would be super valuable in terms of I'm adding value to them. And I'm also learning as well what it's like to work as a team and I'll understand what it's like to you know, partner up with people and what I want to see in future team partnerships. So I think that's also really cool and something I'm working towards. And in terms of underwriting, I want to underwrite as many properties as I can. I don't know if I can put a number to that, but as many properties as I can really understand that part of uh, the industry, because I think if you can explain underwriting, I think people will really understand real estate a bit more. And that makes talking to potential investors a lot easier. So that's also another big goal of mine. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. And raising that 500K in capital, how are you um, kind of finding the people to talk to? Or how are you going to find the people to talk to? That That is a very good question. Um, well, I'm... I'm thinking of going down like the family and and friends route and kind of explaining to them, you know, the benefits of investing in real estate. And um, because there are few, there are a few connections that I have that are, you know, accredited investors, which makes things a lot easier in terms of, you know, the laws and, you know, it's just they understand a bit more. And also if it's not an, an accredited investor, it's just really explaining to them about real estate, which in a way is a good thing for me because I get to teach someone, I get to help them understand the whole purpose of this venture. And um, just being really transparent, I think is also very important. Um, Obviously I, people need to trust me and they can only trust me if if I'm honest, if I'm transparent about my goals and what I'm going to do with their money. And I think that's just really important. So talking is what I've been doing a lot of answering questions, referring them to, you know, webinars or just all the educational content out there. And yeah, just trying to just being as, as helpful as I can and just showing them that, you know, I've got the passion, I've got the interest and I've got that, that drive in me and just really making that obvious and well-known. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, Have you ever, do you know who Whitney Sewell is? Yes, I do. Have you ever listened to his podcast? I've listened to a few of them. He has a couple episodes on raising capital 
that I think will give you some really good ideas about how to kind of really do it well in a systematic way with people who aren't your friends and family. Like friends and family, it's easy to call, which I think you can get your first 500K from friends and family. Um, but Whitney Sewell's podcast has some good ideas. There's like an episode or two, like the highlights of raising capital. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to those, those are really good episodes. Um, I will definitely do that. <laughs> I mean, I I love learning from people and I know Whitney's done a lot in this industry. So I'll definitely uh, listen to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, what caused you to take the first step towards this entrepreneurial journey? I think for me, I've I've always been, I'd say a little a little different in terms of my other peers and what I wanted to do in my life. Um, I I wasn't always someone who followed the crowd per se. I always kind of asked that question why? And I think that was my favorite question growing up. Why should I do this? Why should I do that? Or um, just just going the extra step and asking myself higher level questions and asking my family higher level questions. And for me, I would say, I just, you know, going back to what I said earlier, entrepreneurs, they create something, they find a solution. And I want to find a solution in the real estate industry. I, I want to sort of be like the thought leader. And how can I do that? That's just by understanding what people have struggled with and finding a solution to that. So thinking extra steps, okay, what can I do, especially for someone, especially for young kids out there who who want to invest in real estate. Like I know so many people who are my age, who have done their own deals and they're forming their own uh, business models and companies. And it's so amazing to see that. And it's like, how are they doing it? And if they had those resources, and if other people had those resources, like how much, how much different would their lives be? So it's the fact that I'm always about finding a problem, thinking about a solution and finally just creating something that can be used to help people. So I think just creating, that's like such a big word for me. And I think that's really what's inspired me to, to be an entrepreneur. I love it. I love it. And if there are one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and it'd help you take the next step towards, you know, getting your real estate goals done, coaching slash mentoring other young professionals like yourself, or starting that foundation, who would they be and how would they do it? So that person would be MLK Jr. And it's also, you know, his day as well. And I'm actually really glad that I re- recording a podcast today dedicated to him because he's always been a great idol for me growing up. And there's this one quote that he said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. And I think that means so much to me because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, they have a lot on their mind because they're trying to be one step ahead of the game. They're trying to think of new ways to differentiate themselves against you know, other competitors. And I think when you have so much on your mind, it can really weigh you down. It can cause you feel stressed. It can cause you to feel like, oh my God, I'm going through so much, like so much anxiety. And I think those feelings really can prevent you from reaching your goal or just reaching your maximum potential for a day. Right. And I think that quote is so important to me because it's like, okay, like I, I know I have all these things I want to do and I know they're not going to happen. Like as soon as I snap my fingers, but I just have to slowly 
take things, right? If I have to crawl, by all means, I will crawl. And then I'll start walking. Then I'll start running, right? So I don't want to like jump right into things or like skip any steps. I want to do it slowly. And if it takes time, it'll take that time. But I want it to, you know, happen like slowly, but, you know, perfectly, if that makes sense. And I think that quote really stick like just really means so much to me and just the practicality of that quote too and I think I've always thought MLK to be a very practical thought leader and that's why that's why I would you know I would love to have met him if he was here today yeah yeah no absolutely MLK is a good person (laughs) to have on that list so I love that he's just awesome I think like I remember there was this is so like tangential, but like there was this movie that I watched when I was younger and this, this guy, he had like this time watch or something. And he like went back in time and he like met MLK. And then I think he said something to him, which completely changed the, changed the future. And I was like thinking about that. I was like, oh my God, if I could do that, like what would happen? Like would my, would things be different? But like, that's so tangential. I don't know why I went into that, but I just like, if I could do that, I totally would, but I would probably like be near him but like probably like try not to like influence it so that it doesn't affect the future if that makes any sense whatsoever (laughs) yeah yeah no for sure uh so I'll add time travel to dreams and goals yeah (laughs) awesome um well what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals I think one thing is not I think I actually believe and I do this every day uh which is goal setting um, and I say that with, with a lot of passion because it can be really easy to lose track of things. You, you know, you just think of something and it'll be on your mind, but then you get busy and you just completely lose track of time and you forget about it. And I think it's, I feel it's super important that if you write down your goals, it doesn't have to be like 10 things, start off by like one or two small things and then start increasing it to like three or four things that you want to do in a day. And that itself, it's, it helps with productivity. I think I know it's helped for me when I started planning out my days by accomplishing one or two little things and then adding three things and then four things. And it would be a goal if I could do like 10 things in one day, but we're, we're getting there. But in terms of that I think it's just so important to plan your goals, be realistic about them as well, because if you aren't, it can also cause you to be just like, just cause so much anxiety. And I, I don't know, I feel like that also deters you because anxiety is like a negative emotion and any negative thought, I feel like just weighs you down. And I think it's really important to just be as positive as you can be as practical and just start planning out your things. And that's just that's what I believe. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the Mm -hmm. first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. So my favorite movie, I love films. My favorite movie would be National Treasure uh, with Nicolas Cage. And that's my favorite movie because in the first film, Ben, which is Nicolas Cage, he he went through a lot of people like questioning him, like his own father questioning him about finding this treasure. And he literally nobody believed him, even though he's like crazy smart. And he, you know, in the movie, he had like degrees from like MIT and Georgetown, like he's a really smart guy. And still people doubted him until 
things just started to turn out to be true. And I think it just shows that like nobody believed in him until something happened. And then that belief just sort of helped him accomplish um, his goal, which was to find the treasure. And even his father, which is interesting, his father didn't believe him until he saw what was happening. And I think that's just like, just in general, what I learned from that film is that if you have one person who believes in you, that itself will just take you so far in life. And once things start happening and things start showing up and life actually is working your way, then more, more people will start believing in you. And at the end, you know, that's all you need and just never giving up. That's another big, uh, big theme that I learned from that movie. And, you know, it's, it's funny because they made like a second version of it and like the same thing again. So that's just what I learned from that movie. And Ben or Nicolas Cage was just like amazing in that. So that's just, that's what I learned that you need someone to believe in you and to never give up. I love that. I love that. And I think sometimes the one person that believes in you has to be yourself. Right. Which is, uh, I think Andy Frisella said it in his podcast of like, when you're on this journey, nobody's going to believe in you. Nobody's going to support you. Nobody's like, it's going to be you and you're just going to have to do the work and right. nobody's going to show up for you until stuff starts happening. So um, you really got to hone in and focus and be consistent with the work, but also be in it for something bigger than, you know, the results that you get from other people because nobody is going to care for the first couple of years. For sure. And I remember there was like a quote where Ben was like, I can almost feel that treasure. Like I know it's there. And he believed in it so strongly that like he didn't even let his own father questioning him, like bring him down. And I think that itself is like, wow, like he felt it was true. Like he dreamt about it since he was a kid. I was like, okay, you know what? Like that that's huge. So, and then it finally happened. It's like, okay. So like dreams do come true. So I think and it, it definitely happens by you believing in yourself. I think that's the first thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? Well, for me, that would be reading and fitness. Well, those are two things I can't, I can't do like I can't have a day where I don't read or I don't work out. And for me, that's just how I take care of myself, whether it's, you know, going to the gym or on my break days, whether it's walking or just walking up and down the stairs like 50 times, because that's like my at home Stairmaster and, um, you know, reading, which is just so calming for me and helps me become a better reader and a better writer. Uh, and those are just the two things that I do to take care of myself. It keeps me grounded and it keeps me like, very calm. I love it. And what is one action step that you can take right now to raise that $500,000 in capital or do your underwriting that you want to do this year? Hmm. Uh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I would say, I'd say one action step would be to not have fear. And I know we talked about that the last time we connected And I think fear just, it's so easy for that word to just enter your mind and be like, oh my God, like some fears that I have. And it's funny because some mentors and friends I've connected with, they're like, no, don't let that fear affect you. And I say it like, yeah, I'm I'm totally not going to let it affect me. But I think I do because of everything that I see happening, you know, with people and their success stories. And it's like, 
all right, got to let go of that fear, got to let go of that fear. So for me, that one action step is letting go of that fear, whether it's, you know, writing it down or just realizing that my journey is different than everyone else's and everyone's journey is different than mine. So it's like, all right, I shouldn't compare myself because if I compare myself, I'm going to start, you know, feeling nervous and, and fear and that, that negative emotion completely you know, affects me. And I, I kind of don't want that. So for me, writing down, writing it down, like, okay, don't be, don't be afraid. Don't, don't have fear. Um, it's okay to make mistakes, but don't have that fear. So I think that's, that's my action step is to write that down. Don't have fear. <laughs> so if you had no fear, mm-hmm. what would you go do tomorrow? Oh my, um, that would, if I had no fear, I, I think that would, I would probably just call up a really high net worth individual and just ask them for, hey, 500K, was that something you want to do? I think that's something, um, you know, speaking to a really high net worth in- individual and just showing to them like, hey, I can I can manage your money. I can do it um, and I will do it. So just proving that I think that's one thing if I had, you know, if I was like not that, if I didn't have that much fear, I think I would do that, but I don't think I could do that. <laughs> not yet, at least maybe in the future, hopefully, actually I will, but not now. <laughs> Wait, so what are you doing tomorrow? Cause a call takes two minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, <laughs> it does, but at the same time, my reputation can't be tarnished as well. So I, I think that's one thing. Uh, just that reputation is also it's so tied in with fear for me. That makes sense that I want to do all these things. I have a plan. I have a vision. And I also have to maintain this, this reputation, this integrity. And I think I, I, I don't want that reputation to be like ruined. So it's like, okay, how do I best handle this and speak to someone with so much confidence that, Hey, I can do this. I can totally manage your money and I will. And trust me. So that is also what holds me back too. So <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Uh, feel free to stop me whenever you want. But um, what is your reputation with yourself? Like, I, if you had a million dollars, would you give it to you to invest in real estate on your behalf? I would say I would. And I say that because. I I'm very, very like, like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm really like careful about how I do things. Like I have like a methodology that I follow and, um, I'm also like really honest and I I like to be transparent. Um, I don't like secrets. I don't like, you know, being not authentic or real or, you know, pure or just anything like that. And I think in business or just really anything, I, I think it's so important or just, you know, business and, you know, relationships or just anything, right? I think it's so important that you don't hide the truth and that you you explain to, to yourself and to people like what you intend to do with their money and things like that. And for me, I hold myself to a standard that, you know, I'm, I'm authentic, I'm, I'm honest, I'm straightforward, I'm you know, practical, and I live up to that because, I think it's really important when you're handling someone else's money that that they should trust you and trust is such a big word in this industry and just in general in life. So I I would I would trust myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um That is great to hear cuz a lot of people would say no. I guess my follow-up question to that is 
um, given that you would trust yourself and you feel confident in your ability to do it, is it more important that your reputation is upheld or that a problem is solved? Hmm. That's a challenging question. It is. Uh, <laughs> I also think it's uh, it's dependent on the circumstance. But that's true. Because it's like if you if your reputation is like you have to like commit murder to solve a problem, like obviously that's not the. But like in this specific circumstance, your reputation of like you cold call a high net worth individual with a problem mm-hmm. of like they need to multiply their money. Mm-hmm. You can solve that problem for them. Is it more important that? of how they perceive you or that you solve that problem for them? I think it's really important for how they perceive me because I think problems always come and go. And I think there's, there's always problems in life. So it's, it's easy to, I'd say, deal with that. But I think when it comes to your reputation, it's like, once it's ruined, it's not going to come back, especially in business, right? When, especially when you're handling someone's money. Um, and just in general, it's, I think once your reputation is like, you know, there's like something on it, it's like, okay, well, I can't get this off. Like, you know, my record, everyone knows me for this. Like, I don't want that. So once that reputation is established, it's like, okay, then I will, you know, solve a problem. So, cause it's like, I agree with what you said earlier, but I also think, uh, I also actually fully believe this, that reputation is something that can't be fixed once it's ruined, especially in business. Like maybe in a relationship, sure, but there's going to be some trust issues. But, you know, who wants to be in a business relationship with someone that they can't trust, right? And I guess that even goes into like personal things as well. It's like, I don't want to be with someone who I can't trust anymore. So I would say that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. On that note, um, I want to ask you, I guess I have one more follow-up question before I ask you our final, final question. Mm -hmm. How would you go about calling that high net worth individual with the intent of building your relationship and trustworthiness with them, as opposed to asking for the 500,000? Like, how would that call go? Hmm, okay. Um, it's funny you said that because I recently on LinkedIn was messaging um, a, a high net uh, net worth individual who, who like works for a family office. And he was asking me like follow up questions on questions and questions. And I sent him like a generic message that I used to reach out to people on LinkedIn or just email. And he replied back and just really had me thinking. And I think the one thing that's just really important is to say how I can add value to this high net worth individual. And I think people who have that much money, I think, I think they're more interested in how you can add value to them. And I think value is a really big word because it's just how can you like, how can you better them? So if it makes sense, like they have money, but for them, it's like, okay, like, well, doing this little investment, sure, it'll it'll, like, it'll help me and stuff, but like, how will it add value to them? So I think when I speak to someone, I would just really emphasize the fact that, you know, I'm helping them grow and 
they're helping me add value to someone else by, you know, investing, let's say, in a multifamily property, right? Which is creating life for these people who need a place to live, right? So that they can spend time with their family for people who can't necessarily buy a house, but they can live in, in a multifamily property, right? And I think that itself would be something I would really mention. Like at the end of the day, I think we're all we're all human and you have this ability to add value to someone else's life. So I think you should do it. So that's what I would say. There we go. I love it. I think I said that in a very, very tangential way now that I think about it, but I think I just like, like, it's so brain spastic, like the way I like worded it. I'm like, wait, does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. You want to communicate that you are, you want to build the kind of relationship and trustworthiness by showing them that you can add value. And that value doesn't simply come from multiplying their money, but it also comes from the fact that their investment is changing other people's lives on the back end of it. Right. Yeah. You, you said that way better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had the time to listen to you. Yeah. I had the time to listen to my like nervous ramblings and then finally put two and two together. And I'm like, wait, does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got it. We got it. But uh, awesome. Well, I love that answer and um, look forward to hearing about how your call tomorrow goes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I will. <laughs> you know, ask him for him or her for uh, permission to record it. And then we'll be sending that recording to you right away. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Well, our final question requires a bit of pretext. And so, uh, you know how there are a lot of people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. Sometimes they'll die like that. Mm-hmm. Other times, They'll make a change at some point in their life to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? I think, not I think, I strongly believe that a personal experience really causes people to to really see that and to want to change. I say that because I myself have seen very close family members who are pretty stubborn, honestly, and who've been so stuck in their own ways, suddenly realize that, hey, this is maybe I should change. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should step out of my comfort zone and take that risk. And I noticed that that after personal encounter that happened to them, they realized, you know what, I don't want to live my life like this. And I, I I just strongly believe that those experiences, like those little wake up calls just affect some people more deeply than others. Others will really want to take action and others won't, which is their personality. That's up to them how they want to take it. So it, it really just depends on if you're willing to use that that experience as a wake up call to really make a change. Yeah. Yeah. And so is this personal experience usually like a negative kind of rock bottom type of experience or are there other types for you? I would say that it doesn't have to be a positive or negative thing. It could be one or the other or both. If it's a positive experience, I think it's good because it'll definitely like it adds 
more fire to the fuel, right? Or adds more fuel to the fire. Yeah. And then um, if it's a negative experience, some people will just think about only the negative and what happened, right? The bad things that happened. But I think if you look at that negative situation and see the positive outcomes that came from it, that itself just takes you farther in life than thinking about that positive experience and the way it affected you. So I would say at the end, negative experiences can help you more if you look at how it's impacted you. And it it could be any kind of negative experience. So that is what I believe, like, like the one thing that can change you. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel that. And now you said some people react differently to um, these personal experiences. And I know you kind of put it on their personality, but is there another factor that differentiates how people react to these personal experiences that you can think of? I don't want to leave it to personality because then it implies that some mm-hmm. people will just never change. And I just don't want to believe that personally. Right. Um, I would say, I think personality is, is one thing, but I, there are definitely other factors. I would say where you are in life as well, in terms of, you know, your age, whether you can handle that, those risks, right. The, the mindset that is needed, I think some people, they've, ha- they, they've had their fair share of experiences like that, where they took, took a risk and they, they acted earlier. And I think their, their battery just sort of dies down. And if it dies down, it, it dies down, right? And if they feel content after, after what's happened, I think that's, like, I think that's what happens. Um because I think everybody, everybody has different definitions of, um, of life and of experiences like this, and just in general, how they see themselves growing. And for some people, maybe they feel that they've already grown everything they that they've experienced already happened. And maybe that's why they just are so stuck in their ways. And other people feel like, I can take it. I can, I can do it. Maybe this is, that wasn't my calling. Those were just little things that are, that are meant to show me the, the bigger part of life. So like the little baby steps. So that's what I believe. And it's just all about how you take life. So it's not just personality. It's tons of other factors as well. There we go. I love it. Well, awesome. Sanjana, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, I would say that for anyone listening, um, just don't give up. It can be, it can be hard. There can be, you know, there's so many things that life can throw at you, but you just have to keep pushing, go back, going back to that quote that I said, um, that MLK so wisely and so beautifully said, uh, which is if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl, but by all means keep moving. So you, keeping that in mind, just take things, you know, step by step. And I'm sure you can accomplish your dreams and goals. And, you know, since I'm on this podcast, you can definitely live the dream. There we go. I love it. Well, Sanjana, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much. This has been an amazing experience. Of course. Yeah, for sure. And do you want people to reach out to you if they're curious or want to talk more? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
reach out guys. Um, <laughs> you can definitely you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, my LinkedIn is Sanjana Reddy or my phone number 609-819-1557. And yeah, definitely reach out. We'd love to chat. We'd love to help you and add value and hopefully, you know, see you accomplish your goals and coming back to this podcast, live, living the dream. <laughs> There we go. Well, if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Sanjana had to say and you want to reach out to her, make sure to hit her up on LinkedIn. You can text her or call her too. Just don't do it at 2 a.m. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And as we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.